Back to another episode of Not Your Average Operator with me, Paul Nolan McFadden, from sunny stateside on the coast. We've been here now for uh, seven days, and our time with Mike. Yeah, well, today's the last day of our time with Mike. So he and I decided we'd sit down, just the two of us, and do a bit of a, a recap and go over what we've experienced together, and maybe come up with a few insights. So how you going, Mike? I'm good, man. I slept really good last night. We've had a long week and <laughs> I got home last night and Esther drove you guys off, man. I just came back and just crashed in the, my couch, from which I refer to as the black hole. Uh, it just pulls you right in, but I was out. So, but, so I feel pretty good though. It was the same with us. The kids, it was like a depth charge had gone off. Just <laughs> for the listeners, which today includes T.O. Rath. I think Mike's having a competition with any other future hosts of the McFadden family to lay, lay down a marker that can't be passed. I was like, when we were planning this, I was like, make sure you include plenty of chill days of just like nothing. He's like, yeah, 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 we'll do that. <laughs> well, to be fair, I had two days kind of planned in there to have two beach days, you know, get in, get jet lag, you know, get the jet lag out and everything else. And uh, it kind of turned uh, the other way and we just uh, kept turning it up every day so uh, we literally have a full list here and uh I'm, I'm glad we didn't take too many uh rest days to be honest with you because we've actually done a lot of stuff we have it's been a bit like I, I said to the kids this morning it's almost as if we've had some special forces training coordinator put together a program <laughs> <laughs> you guys come to america you need to experience the land sea and air phase of everything that we do so i think we've covered most of it. it has been a bit of everything like yeah, a lot. So just to um, kick off from the beginning, I guess, it's unusual <laughs> to have any friendship where you've you've got a, a real deep, genuine friendship that has lasted for more than a year and that you've really talked about every topic under the sun, breakdowns, major influences, mentors. Like we really know each other to an, a, a really extraordinary level after having met online last year in about sort of April, May. And then you have these amazing deep conversations and you really, really know each other and then <laughs> to meet physically for the first time in an airport <laughs> with a douchebag hiding behind a pillar <laughs> with a big green poster saying, welcome to the, welcome to the Americas, to the Australian detachment from down under. <laughs> and so like first, first impressions is it's like we've traveled for about 24 hours and and then you're together and, and i won't lie it felt weird it, it felt like kind of a portal like i was there waiting for some type of weird portal or something to happen i don't know i've never i've never experienced something like this before dude uh we're, we're both texting each other hey man we're taking off from you know from saudi and i'll see you in a few hours it's like okay dude you know it's just thinking like everybody else and then i'm standing there in the airport with this funny sign that i made for him and i'm looking for the family and they're all around five, three ish. And then I'm looking for, you know, Melon's big head <laughs> and I'm just scanning, scanning through, but I'm texting them like, Hey man, eyes up. Cause you know, I'm just messing with them. And you know, Michael, his son is just like, I thought he was going to be a bush. 
I thought he was going to come out from behind. I thought he was going to jump out from a pillar. And he was seriously looking at the roof in the in the arrivals <laughs> hall, like scanning up. He could be anywhere. Yeah, I think if I would have done that, I think he could have found me in jail. But yeah, <laughs> but yeah, it, it was really cool when you know we we saw each other. Michael came came running up to me and gave me a big hug, and and it just it it, it all felt right. But then we just kind of stopped and looked at each other, and you know, I was like, "Well, Mel and I." I thought you would have been bigger, <laughs> you, you know, and it's just like, ah, Michael said he was looking for someone about six foot eight. <laughs> he just thought you were an absolute giant. And, well, and, and, you know, I will say I was disappointed how small you were like, don't these guys come bigger than this? <laughs> but it's a funny, like it, it's, it's funny. Cause you're like, I really know this guy. He really knows me. He knows all about my, my family situation, my, kids message him maybe not daily but at least a couple of times a week about different things michael sending screenshots from Fortnite. which rifle is this mr, Mo- mr. Mike? <laughs> what's the muzzle velocity and like really having had these conversations that are you know like it's been a year-long conversation that has been an amazing benefit for me personally i know i've gotten a huge man out of it but then you're physically together for the first time and it's like some part of the gorilla brain is like I've never met this guy before. He's a, that's a stranger. And like you, the cerebral cortex, whatever front part of your brain where the human lives is like, no, 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 I know this guy, you know, we know all about each other, but it still was like, it was very strange. It was, it, it, it was the brain trying to process what was in front of you. But, you know, ultimately you knew like, I, I know who this is. I know what's going yeah, on, yeah. but, but the brain was still like, you know, it's look, like we haven't evolved for like a digital connection. You've only evolved for really knowing the people that you're, physically interact with daily yeah i think that's a good way to say it but then i must say you know we had a couple of really great conversations and and, and i actually think sitting together the other day and recording an episode together in the same room made it all just be like it just all clicked into place and any lingering feeling of weirdness went away that's a funny thing how are you talking you're talking about the other night that we were kind of just sitting there yeah chatting for a couple hours yeah 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 yeah, I, yeah, I think I think that did it. I think that yeah. kind of just melted everything away. That was good because that's like what our our friendship has been has been these starting off with what's your biggest breakdown. I mean, that's a that's a big thing to share with anyone. That that's normally the most secret freaking diamond inside the piece of coal in the middle of the mountain that never sees light, and that was where we started. And the other night we sat together and just, you know, you, you, me and Cherry and really just talked about big stuff again, like real things that are occurring now in our lives and challenges we're facing and, you know, leaning on each other for advice in different areas or suggesting plans or thoughts or concepts and really just getting feedback from the other, the other two and just that real honest flow. And it just, that just for me felt like, yeah, this is, this is this friendship. This is why this is so special. I don't think there is one thing that we, that we've done all day, man, or all week where we've literally gone to do something fun just to get out and have fun. And then we take what, maybe like 10 seconds. And we just both kind of like look and we're like, this is what we've been talking about for, for a year now. Like there's the example of this, there's the example of that. And everything uh, has such clarity. Uh, I think when we're doing these things in life and 
you know, what we went out. So yesterday we went out shooting and I took, uh, I took, I took him out to the shooting range and did some uh, pre-training here at my place and was Sean, well, imagine the safety, <laughs> the firearm safety class from Mr. Mike was well attended. It was like a 45 minute stuff, but we were just talking about the basics and, and revisiting everything. And with Michael and, and Cherry, you know, they've never shot anything like that. So it was, it was brand new and learning the rules and safety and, you know, just breaking it down and to like, hey, this is what you do every time. This doesn't change. And, you know, kind of keep your mindset towards this. And then as soon as we got to the range, and it was just like, all right, hey, start with your feet, go through your body form, you know, then then to the weapon and working. And it was so cool just to see them go to the basics. And 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 they were cherry cherry was pretty amped up. <laughs> I'll say the least. Yeah, yeah. She, she was having a full emotional reaction. <laughs> I actually think it's a, a very basic and simple, you know, you're at a shooting range and there are other people there with firearms and that thought has probably not crossed a lot of people's minds if they've not been in that environment before. Mm -hmm. But there's, you know, again, the evolutionary part of your brain, that gorilla part of your brain is like, that's a massive threat over there. I need to focus on that. That, that I don't have that threat in my normal life. I'm not used to people with firearms near me shooting away. And are they any good with their range safety? And so I know that's where Cherry went. Yeah. And that's, that's honestly normal. You know, I talked about it. Most people that shoot for the first time are very scared. They, the expectations are just like, Oh my God, it's loud noises and you know, whatever, mm. but she did very, very well. And, you know, after that, we, we kind of talked and we're like, you know, how crazy was that, man? You know, we had, we had this relationship. You guys come from a place where, you know, you don't have firearms. And the first time you meet me, we're going to arrange to shoot, you know, the guns that I have. And, full trust. Yeah. Just confidence, open communication, like both Michael and Cherry trusted me yeah. and they were, you know, they're, you're completely calm. Like I wasn't worried about you. It was everything else going around, but whenever you were talking, like I, I would listen and completely talk. And, you know, right after that, we talked about going back to living in the moment, you know, and, and just enjoying things and, and what they are and having trust and good relationship with people and just setting that environment. Uh, again, just we could literally go down the list of everything that we've done this week. There are a few other things that are that are worth noting. Yeah. Before before we move on, just the, the, the firearm safety class here was like a really. <laughs> so we had I was just watching while uh, Mike was just <laughs> running. You can just imagine how how clear and succinct and expert the delivery of uh, the firearm safety class was and the, the way to handle a firearm and go through the clearance drills and all that sort of stuff to keep it safe and then posture and, and handling and stuff. And while all this is happening, I'm just sort of sitting, sitting watching and you know, my wife and son are taking in turns, going through the drills. And meanwhile, in the background, <laughs> Queen Bohemian Rhapsody. That's right. And Daft Punk. It's just because because Mike also has a piano. This is the thing about him is is a bit unusual. This freaking chimp here. And so Annie's in next door, just smashing out like two hours of music <laughs> while all these firearms stuffs having it. It's almost like that. That's the trip in a bubble right there. <laughs> like it's encapsulated in one little episode that. That, that's what we're doing here. Like we're having this family time. Everyone is is in their element, but we're all together and we're all doing stuff together. And 
you know, then Annie comes in to see what, what's everyone else doing here? I've been having a great time with this music. <laughs> oh, wow, that's a pistol. <laughs> <laughs> Picks it up, doesn't really know what she's doing, obviously. But uh, that was a really beautiful moment. Oh, I, I captured it on video, Annie with the music in one room and a firearms class happening right adjacent to it. And then off to the, off to the range we went and, you know, Annie came and sat patiently in the back of the, the range with her hearing protection on and, and glasses and let us do, all, do our thing. And there wasn't a paper complaint or anything about the noise or, and no doubt all of her senses were getting flooded with the, the sound and the smell of the cordite and just what was going on. I would like to talk about Annie for just a, a short period of time. So first time I've ever met Annie is this trip. And first time I met everybody, but we've talked on FaceTime many times and, you know, she's vision impaired and, you know, it, it's always just kind of a question of mine is like, what is she capable of? What can she do? I hear her playing the piano on, on uh, FaceTime or zoom or anything else. And it's just like, I know she's gifted, but like, what all can she possibly do? And I definitely found out this trip. So we went out to the beach the second day that you guys were here. And I know, I think we referenced it uh, in the last episode, but just go totally, totally unsafe. Yeah. Just, just going out with, uh, into the ocean and just remember the beach closure, like <laughs> having someone from Baywatch tell Mike when he could, could or could not go into the water was pretty funny. And so then up the road in between some houses where there was uh, a non-patrolled section and then we went and then, and then honestly, off, I was a bit um, moved when Annie came and spent about an hour in the, it was a pretty significant service, probably like three, three and a half foot, about a meter for those people back in Australia. Mm -hmm. And like it, there was a proper storm out there and it wasn't sunny. And it was, you know, Annie was in the waves, really in the waves, you know, and not being able to see him come and holding my hand and freaking almost giving me, uh, I was still, no joke, I still got a bit of pain in my wrist. <laughs> But then to see her trust Mike, and so she just went over and spent like 15 minutes holding on to his shoulders while Michael and I could catch some waves. It's a very strange thing to see your little girl um, be so trusting. And that just sort of speaks volumes on, on who Mike is. Like the Mike you hear on the podcast is exactly what he's like all the time. Well, she was the lead in that. Mm -hmm. For her having the courage to be out there like she said it multiple times this week and, and i loved it but she's like she's like mr mike i'm being very brave right now <laughs> and i was like yes yes you are and, he, and just being out there some of those waves you had to go underwater and imagine not being able to see what's coming and and just a big you know wall of water hitting you in the face and like not panicking um i know what that's like in training and that's Annie's life. And she was out there for an hour with all of us. And it was almost like it was a very beautiful moment because the storm was in. The sky was really, really dark all the way around us, kind of like a horseshoe. Mm -hmm. And as soon as we all went into the water, I kid you not, the, the, the sun broke through the clouds. And it was just like the sun was directly on us at that point. We we're the only people on the beach. And it was just like I looked at Mel and I was like, that's a sign, dude. Like we're supposed to be in here. We're going in, you know, I don't care if it's illegal, but <laughs> we're, and we're like, like of all the things we've done this week, and there has been an, a pretty extraordinary list to wrap. If you're listening, you better hide by the party. But like we asked Michael the other day, admittedly, that was maybe 
a couple of days ago. So <laughs> a heap of activity has happened since. What was your favourite thing? And Michael was like that that time in the water together was his favourite thing. I mean, this is a little desert rat who lives 400 miles for 600k from the ocean. But I think it was the experience of being together in that environment. And I think he was catching waves for the first time. Like he really caught a heap of waves. I was like, man, I couldn't believe it. I actually couldn't believe how well he did. And then Annie came in and was like, man. <laughs> well, they didn't stop. So we... <laughs> We, we went up to Washington, D.C. Uh, they rode scooters for the first time. So you rent those little scooters and you're zipping around all the monuments and stuff. And he was really, really scared, I'd say, for the first, you know, few hundred meters there until she got got relaxed. And then she she, she was trusting because she was sharing with Mellon. Um, we did that. We went to um, the this climbing park. So it's like up in the trees with zip lines and all that <laughs> stuff. And you can go up to like maybe some of those courses are probably 30 or 40 feet. Um, mm. we, we took Annie up on the one and there's multiple clips and things going on and ropes and lines and steps that are separated, whatever. And we took her up on the beginner one and then one, I would say intermediate mm. course. And Annie did it the whole time and was feeling her way through the obstacles. And I mean, I was up in front, Mellon was behind her, just making sure that she was safe. Uh, and the whole time she was smiling and talking about the eighties and rock music. <laughs> and there was just no, there was just no fear. She was just loving life and she was just up there doing it. And just, you know, I, I gave her some, you know, we all gave her encouragement just saying, Annie, you're doing so good right now. And she'd be like, Thank you. So anyway, 1985, you know, there's this song, and I was just like, man, you're just, you're just crushing it. Like, I just love it, man. Like, so it's one of those courses where you uh, are wearing like rock climbing harness and you have uh, a, couple, a couple of safety lines with carabiners and you're clipping on on and off onto different sections and you go through with like a, you got to climb through a, a, a wooden barrel. And uh, another one, you maybe have one line you're holding with your hands and another one with your feet where you've got to step across a ladder that's, you know, the steps are maybe 30 centimetres or a foot apart. And each little obstacle would, would sort of come. And I was behind. And I, honestly, I was, I didn't, I really didn't think she was going to be able to do that. I thought it was going to be much more basic, to be honest with you, Mike. I thought it was going to be much more simple, like as, a, as a, an initial thing. But the first one was probably... 10 to 20 feet up in the air, so sort of around the five meter height. And honestly, partway through it, I thought, man, I, this is, this, I've gone a bit too far here. Like this is something that's probably, it might be too hard for her to finish. But for the listeners, there's just this long and slow, constant, same pitch voice at the front, just explaining what's happening each time. And then this little high pitch, <laughs> bird tweeting along the whole time about music in the 80s she, and to be honest with you i don't know that she necessarily knew how high she was and i don't think she knew how difficult the obstacles were and she was just like hearing the voice in her ear telling her what to do and she was just putting one foot in front of the other or sliding her foot along a line and it was just like obvious to her that she would follow you and you know, for Cherry and I, actually, it was quite emotional. It was quite a moving experience. You know, I've just been straight up uh, honest with you. And 
we were lucky enough that we had two other uh, adults with us who took Michael off on like an intermediate and then a, you know, sort of a, a more advanced climb. And so we were able to just follow with uh, Mike and I either side of Annie and Annie at the, and Terry at the back. And, you know, it was a, it was a big deal. It's a big deal seeing how much she trusts you. And, um, you know, it's, it's in some ways a validation of judgment and feeling of, like my feeling of like who you've been has been 100% validated, which is a, an interesting thing to experience. Like, no, 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 that I've got good judgment. Like, this is a really good person to include in my family's life. But I feel like the, the big thing for me has been seeing that limitations are nearly all self-imposed. You know, when there's like a, no, I can't do that thought that's articulated in the mind or spoken out, like that can cut off like 90, 95, 99% of joy and the feeling of accomplishment. Like when we came down off that first climb, there's sort of like 40 minute uh, sections for the listeners. It was pretty full on like what Annie had done. Yeah. And she felt great. Oh, I, I gave her, I gave her such a big hug. And I was like, you did, I was like, Annie, do you, you know how good you did? You just did so great. Like, I can't believe it. And she's like, thank you. So anyway, <laughs> there was some, there was some not so eighties music playing and, she, and she's yeah. like, they should change the music. We should have some rock and roll. <laughs> and well, apologies if this is your thing. Britney's, Britney Spears is not Annie's thing. <laughs> all, one, all one direction. <laughs> yeah. But, and and kind of, things that we've talked about man is Annie Michael you and Jerry have demonstrated things that we've talked about for a year that I've never got to experience in person you know and we talked about a lot the last few weeks is just feel things out take what's coming to you and experience it live in the moment absorb it appreciate it you know everything and everything that we've done especially these things that we're talking about because it was literally just moments of uh, it's, it's still crazy to me. I, I've never met these, these, these wonderful people and they come over and they're trusting me teaching their kids with firearms and, you know, five to 10 meters up, up in the trees and, and doing things and just complete trust. And, and it, it's, it's very humbling to me, uh, to do that. Um, but also I just want to say thanks, man, for letting me be part of that because seeing, both Michael and Annie doing things and you're like the whole time you're just like, you know, I turn around and look at Mel and he just looks like he just shotgunned a beer and his eyes are super big. And he's like, <laughs> I can't believe they just did that. You know, you can just see, he doesn't say that, but you can just see it in his face. Like, I, I can't believe it. Um, just to be part of that moment. I mean, it just pulled me in and uh, I loved every, every second of it. So uh, thanks. Thanks for letting me be part of that. You're very welcome. Mate. You're so. very welcome. It's um, yeah. Annie then had a little moment and she's like, I'm done. I want to go to the car after that first one. Yeah. And so Mike saw me have to sort of be that slightly firm figure. You know, you got to sometimes adapt. Well, I don't think sometimes as always, it's only, only change is going to be the constant, right? So you've got to be able to flow in the moment. And so he saw me transition into like being a bit of a firm father because I knew that there was more breakthroughs and there's going to be more benefit for her dealing with herself and going on a second run. And then the, se the second run was more difficult than the first. And I was like, oh no, we've gone too far. And, and she got through it all. 
And again, this is the one we ended up probably well over 20, probably in the 20 to 30 foot, like around the 10 meters high. And the, the, the sections were longer and they were each more challenging. And I really couldn't believe it. When we got down off that second one, I was like, right, Andy, you go and chill. Yeah. She you go and chill it. with mummy. And, uh, and then we went on a, a black run and they sort of got a very similar system to the, to the mountains. So like a green, yellow, blue, black. And my 12 year old led the black with Mike second and me behind. And I, I won't lie. There was bits in that where I was, I was really only carrying on because my son had already finished the obstacle. <laughs> my 12 year old, my 12 year old's out the front thinking, no, nah, everything's hundred percent safe here. Mike and dad are behind me. So I'll just go across this thing. And then when it got my turn, I was like, man, this is, this is pretty difficult. <laughs> For a fat old, I was here with a big head to carry himself across. Some it's of a lot of, you're very top heavy. So yeah. <laughs> lots of swinging on some of those obstacles. It's tough. Yeah. You'd think my natural simian tendencies would help me on some of the ropes. <laughs> but then like, no joke, we did, there was a bit like there's a 150 to 200 meter zip line in the dark across a river. And it was, it, the sun had set by this stage in the middle of this black run and it's like watching my 12 year old son accomplishing things that are difficult for an adult like i really got to see him in a different light than how i've seen him like i wasn't having to observe him as a father i had him i was like a a scout experience or a you know a, an outdoor activity program experience where clearly he sees like Mike as the lead who know, understands all this stuff and he just is fully confident in the equipment and just gets a word or two of instruction. And then, and then the banter that he's oh, got, man, he was, he was letting it go. Yeah. Yeah. It's been getting, it's beginning. I know he's more relaxed. Yes. We're literally climbing on an obstacle and the, the first one was pretty, or the second one was pretty tough. Like the, the one with the triangles where you got to like balance yeah, and wait for your feet and be patient. So there's a wooden triangle suspended from maybe, three meters of rope and there's two lines of them. And so there's two cables going across above your head and it's about a 15 meter crossing. And there's these rope hanging down with wooden triangles your feet are good to go into. And so the whole thing, each one is sort of, you know, able to move freely and spin around and whatnot. And, and it's quite a big drop. I mean, you're on a safety line, but it, it was a challenge. If you have, if you have good technique, you'll be fine. It was Michael's first time and it was a little challenging for him because he was trying to get relaxed and, and get into rhythm. So I'm, I'm encouraging him. Hey, man, you're doing good. You know, all that stuff. I don't really like that all the time either. But he gets it across. He's a little sweaty. His palms, you know, palms a little, little sore, you know, from hanging on pretty tight. And he gets over, he just looks at me. He's like, he's like, Mr. Mike, no, no positive, all negative. And I was like, what? what? And he's like, I like when you trash talk just because it makes me, makes me relax more. And I just looked at him and I was like, look at this guy. Like, look at this guy, 12 years old. Just tell me to trash talk him because he feels better about himself. Like, I was, okay, fine. And he's like, yeah, he's like, he's like watching you come across. He's like, he's like, look at him. He's I was like, yeah, he looks like a gorilla coming through the trees. I was like, <laughs> I was like your dad's in his element. Look at him just hitting everything, you know? And he's like, isn't he just one of the, what do you say? He said, it's like, just one of the biggest uh, uh, arrogant animals you've ever seen or something wow. like that just coming through. And he's I was not, like, he's not getting fed today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, it was pretty solid, man, but he's been getting really comfortable and letting a, letting a few things when we were, uh, but we were, we were, we went 
to this bowling alley just for a little bit and had some lunch and we we're talking and Mellon missed it and like missed the pin. And I was, you know, applauding his failure. And out of all seriousness, Michael looks at me, puts his hand on my, on my leg and he goes, that's enough. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, he's like, it's not funny anymore. <laughs> I just, I was, I was like, I, I got to ride your dad, man. <laughs> Some of the other things that have been amazing um, was visiting DC. So yeah. getting around, getting around, uh, we parked sort of, on the edge of the downtown area and went down to the monuments and jumped on a scooters and I had Annie on my scooter and Jerry had Michael and Mike was the free fighter for the pilots in the in the audience. And we just went down past the Washington uh, Memorial, the World War II Memorial, the Pool of Remembrance, famous from uh, Forrest Gump, uh, Abe Lincoln in his chair, and we met up with Adam Bird, who people listening may know as the host of Heroes Media Group. And uh, a huge shout out to Adam, who, you know, he heard he heard I was in town and, and Mike had been in comms with him and he put his son in the car and they, mu they must have been like a six or seven hour round trip from his house to come and spend like an hour with us. Mm -hmm. And what a great guy, just a genuine heart of gold. So, you know, we just had these, we've had this experience of people coming to see us. So we also had Bruce come and stay here in Virginia Beach. He's a mate, uh, senior defense civilian, former Armored Corps Colonel, World War, uh, Gulf, Gulf War, War One, yeah. combat experience with being in commander tanks where you're in a two-way rifle range with other tanks shooting back. It's a pretty extraordinary experience this guy's got. And he, he was a mate of ours in Saudi. He came out and stayed with us for a couple of days. And then we also had Sione, yeah with yeah. the 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 tongan clan yeah who rolled out i played rugby with him in uh in saudi and he was another u.s uh army guy and he just put his whole family in the car in the midst of moving house and they heavy traffic from dc and they came out and we had like a couple of hours at the beach and shared a meal together and there's been this amazing feeling of community and um just these amazing amazing people who i was really stoked that mike got to meet like bruce He's a freaking great guy and I reckon we should have him on the podcast because his insights into leadership and absolutely yeah. And then to also meet Siona, who's just a he just runs, he's just like you can smell the coconut and the breeze <laughs> when he walks up. He's just super <laughs> chilled. My big Tongan uh brother and his family, and just like community and family and all the same values that we've been talking about these last 53, 54 episodes. And so we've had this amazing experiences like the rope course or the shooting and so on. But then we've also had these really great human connections and, and people making space and making an effort to connect with the little McFadden family as we, you know, we drop in as visitors and that's been really moving too. all of that stuff around living the values and principles that we, we talk about and trying to try to manifest these things. And you, you talk about them. And when you see people make such an effort to see you, you, it's very humbling. You know, it absolutely is. And I've already referenced it, but it really feels like this past year, you know, of our lives, you know, all of us has affected all of us, including Raf and the discussions that we have, it's all been discussions. You know, I see, I've, I saw Raf once, you know, back a couple months ago, I think when was it December time, whatever. So I saw him and, I saw a lot of the same stuff. Being I mean, with, you said a bit more of Aubrey though. 
I, I did. I, I did. I mean, we spent like, it was like 80, 20, 80, 80%, you know, most of the time. A couple of trips after the Madden. Yeah. But you know, she has to work. Yeah. So I have to, you know, but I got to see a lot of it with, you know, with Raph, a little Soren and, and, and Aubrey and stuff, just being around them as family and, and doing things together and seeing what Soren liked to do, you know, the little, little patty cake running around on the, on the, on the hard floorboards and stuff like that. So I, I got to experience a lot of stuff. We talked about being around with them. And then now even more so that we've had time another, you know, seven or eight months later, the topics that we've talked about is literally uh, about daily life. You know, we talk about military experiences, nurses, uh, police and whatever, but we talk about the framework about life and how we can carry it from our, our, experiences over to everyday life you know I, I told melon how many times this week i was like dude everything that we just did today you could literally write it on a board and erase certain names or words and then just put yours in and it's gonna work you know and and i i saw that working with you know conversations with bruce with keone and ercione and everything else and just uh they got it they, they just got it mm -hmm. and just spending the time a little bit and listening uh it's very applicable and it kind of, it kind of gave me, I don't know, assure, like reassurance that like what we talk about is actually relevant because here we are sitting talking on this show every week. You're, you're across the, the world, rafts across the world. And we talk about really great things, but then implementing them is usually the hard part. Yeah yeah you know like it would be easy to have someone read a an, an sf book or an sf magazine from the history channel and be able to say a lot of the things that mike says but he's just exactly the same when you're with him and all these uh values and all these principles even just the way, even just the way the week has been scheduled it's been like exactly on the clock you know he's not giving me a hack but that's the only thing missing it's you know, manifest, there's a, there's a life that comes, you know, the being comes first of who you're being. You can, you can choose to be a person of integrity. You can choose to be a person with certain values. And then the doing comes after the being, you know, the actions flow from that state. You've decided I'm going to be a person of integrity or I'm going to be a person who communicates first and then all the actions will come. And then so be, do, and then have, and you'll have, the outcome at the end, whereas in the rest of our rest of like Western life, I reckon there's a, a desire to have the, I want to have the benefit first and then I'll have, you know, I'll be, I'll do the, I'll have the, the actions will follow and then I'll, I'll be happy. And it's like people get that all totally confused and you can see with Sione or Bruce or us, how manifesting the being in the beginning and then everything flows after that like there's a you know you don't have to wait you don't have to wait to have a million dollars in your bank to be happy you know and you can choose to be a person who will undertake difficult tasks or you, you'll take responsibility on your shoulders you'll have a family visit from Saudi Arabia and you'll organize a whole week and just be amazing with them and then you know the actions and the having follow after that there's it's funny like with with these people it's like um 
some families you choose and you can choose as an adult to be open to life. And then when people come into your life, like when TRF introduced me to you, you know, you can be like, man, who's this dude? I've never met him. Or you can be like, you know, say yes when people that you trust and when a good opportunity comes saying yes to it and then choosing the people you put into your life and then, and then holding onto those people, you can put together an amazing circle. And I like, I don't think you have to be stuck with the friends that you had as a child or through school or from work that you can really build this, uh, like an amazing group around you. Like my, my children have it that we have the, the best friend, the best friends in the world. Like when we list, if you list the people that we know and that we interact with, it's a freaking amazing list. The two star generals and concrete layers and coaches and teachers. And, you know, when you, when you, go into the day with like, today's going to be a great day and who am I going to meet or how is this going, how is this person that I'm meeting now going to be important or how can I fit them in? How can how will this person influence my kids or in what way can, I, can there be some positive long-term come out of this interaction like meeting Adam in DC? So like, the, like I really feel like this week has been a lot like around family you choose and relationships you choose as an adult to foster and put effort and energy into. You're not living in an automatic state. You know, you're present in the moment. That's how it's felt to me. I like seeing Annie have these experiences and seeing Michael have these experiences, I know they're gonna last. Like the impacts of these things really last. A feeling of confidence or certainty a place in the world, or like I've got a web of people around me that I can lean out and reach out and rely on. Like who you've become even more than who you already were for the kids is pretty extraordinary. Like I know, you know, you're effectively like a godfather position, like a mentor. You're going to be in these kids' lives the rest of their life, which is a pretty amazing thing to think. <laughs> it kind of leave me speechless there, man. <laughs> That's true. You know, one of the, we talked about this the other day, but one of the hardest things that I've had in the last year is, uh, looking at myself uh, with where I was a year ago mm -hmm. and struggling if I was, if I could look in the mirror and, and, and say that I was, a, that I was a good guy, you know, like, mm -hmm. what am I, what am I doing? Am I doing what's right? Am I, you know, am I messing it all away and to say it in a nice way? Um, yeah. Or am I, am I waking up practicing uh, what I preach? and what we talk about on the show, what I've read in books, um, conversations with, you know, guys outside of you and Raph, um, you know, guys like Pat, Kenny G, you know, mm -hmm. all the, all these guys. But uh, I really struggled for a long time, you know, and I, I always say how much I want to be a good person and be for, be there for other people and be genuine and care. And I really feel that I do. And, and, this this opportunity from this this week with you guys and seeing the interactions that we have and Michael and Annie and you know I may not even think about that when I'm with them in the moment because I'm just so enthralled in it and just so excited for them and just the way they talk and look at me and the smiles and everything else man it, it's it's reassured me that you know 
personally, selfishly, like I, I am a good man. And I slept great last night knowing that, like I really did. I got, I got back here and laid on my couch and, and I just laid here for maybe 20, 30 minutes and just thought of all the exciting things that we did where I was a year ago, what I've been through, how I've felt, how I struggled, how I felt lost for a long time and trying to figure out who I was, what I was doing um, and realign my life with uh, how to keep moving forward. And it's things like this, things like this have shown me who I really am. And when you guys say that, you know, oh, Mike, Mike's the same guy he is on the show as in real life, you know, I hear that, but then I'm just automatically kind of like, oh, am I? I don't know. You know, I hope so. But having these opportunities, man, and really just getting to be myself and there's no, there's no fakeness, there's no mask, there's no anything anymore. And it's really helped me really helped me. Uh, I just, I just want you to know that. I really appreciate it, man. It's um, like, I don't ever want to come across on this, uh, on this show, like I'm a, a finished work. You know what I mean? There's lots of paint missing. A lot. Uh, yeah, there's lots. I mean, yeah. Yeah. You look like Raph's beard. Yeah, I yeah. mean, there's lots missing. Patches of steel are all <laughs> welded onto a face for deep cover insertion. <laughs> you know, like oh, I would hate to ever come across like that because I reckon that that would be just an, a total, um, total fail. You know, like there's there's areas in my life that I'm, I, I know I struggle and I really work like there are areas in my, myself that I really want to change and so on, but. Like you're never going to get there. Like it's not going to occur sitting on the couch on your own. You know these these breakthroughs, and like the conversations Mike and I have, and and Raf as well, uh, offline. Like we really we share all the normal things that happen in our life. You know the difficulties inside of marriage, the parenting struggles, standard stuff, work, finances, all that stuff. We just we just share it. We just share those things. And in the sharing of them, like you sort of open yourself up to solutions perhaps that you haven't thought of. And, you know, these are the conversations that Mike and I have offline, Cherry, myself and Mike sitting around. And like that, that thing about like, am I a good person? Like, I think everyone has those thoughts from time to time, except for the freaking psychos. <laughs> but, but, um, you know, like the and answering those and being able to answer them, like to uh, good enough. You know that yes, I'm struggling. Yes, I'm a human. I'm flawed. You know, the snake was inside the Garden of Eden before the people were there. You know, like we all evolved with human limitations. But you can be like, you can be in action in the day to address those things. You can you can try you can try and make a contribution. You know, like. That quote I said a long time ago, a um, hundred years from now, not matter what kind of car I drove, what kind of house I lived in, how much money I had in the bank, but the world may be a better place because I've made a difference in the life of a, life of a child. Mm. Well, that's a real thing, you know? And I've seen you make a difference for Annie. Well, it's not it's not even all the big things. It's just that you sit and talk with her. <laughs> When you listen to a constant stream of 
consciousness flow about 80s rock and roll. <laughs> no, no, no. That's not the year that Motley Crue released that song. <laughs> or what, you know? And just... These are how you answer those questions, you know? Like you stay open to what comes and you choose and you say yes to experiences and to people and you evaluate and the ones the ones who are special and that you hold on to them, you make an effort, you know? Like, like Sione might come back to Saudi and I'd freaking love it if he did, you know? Just, there are people who can come into your life for a season and maybe that's that was the beautiful part of that uh, relationship was you were just, you were there for each other for a certain stage and you, you know, you got what you needed from that. Like not everyone has to stay forever, but the ones that you like, when you recognize there's something really special about that person or that relationship, or it could be you're really good for them or you're like, you know, this is just a really, a, a type of energy or frequency I want to have in my life. Like they're the ones hold on to them, choose to hold on to them. You know, how many new friends have you made in the last couple of years? Like Cherry and I have, Cherry and I have amazing friends we made in the last five and 10 years, you know, like just choosing to meet people or people we party with and people we work out with. Or, and then there's you guys are just on like another level. Hmm. You know, one of the things that, you know, we started the climbing thing and it was just like, yeah, I want to be there. I want to be in it and help, help Annie through it. And, you know, I was excited and we got up to that one obstacle and you were just like, Hey, do this, do this obstacle. Like you looked at me and you're like, close your eyes and do this obstacle. Mm. And I just, and I was like, I didn't even think about that. So I closed my eyes and I went through it and I wasn't doing it as me anymore. I was doing as, as Annie mm. and what she was feeling and how she was kind of going through it. And I looked at it through her eyes and it just completely took away. Um, there was no negative there. I, I don't want it to sound like that, but it just took away this layer that was just there. Like I was there to, you know, push her through it. And it was like, no, 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 no. It's not, it's not that it's I'm, I'm here doing it with her. Yeah. You know, and it, and it created this thing just because I changed, I, I changed my view on it or, or took my view away, I should say. Yeah. And I had to look at it completely different. And I think that's such a good way to just go day to day life. You're so focused on this is this, this is it. And this is my role and it's not going to change. And this is how it's always going to be. And then all it really took for me is to close my eyes and go through something. But I had, I still had all kinds of stuff to get me through it. I, I had, you know, strength, I had faith, I have other senses, you know, and that's on a, that's on a micro level, you know, but the micro, lots of micros eventually put them together. It's the macro. And uh, I don't know, I, I, that just really affected me thinking about it that way. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know that there, were, there was a moment as well in there. I think maybe you went from leading to sharing an experience in that, like you shared Annie's experience. I know that that was already happening as well. Like you were just on you, you were getting <laughs> heaps of, um, heaps of positive memories and positive uh, benefits from just sharing that with her. Mm -hmm. but, but like I had, a, I had a similar thing different in the second part when we were going through with Michael that he was actually leading and I was following and there can be a different experience that you can, you can have and you can allow other people to grow 
when you're able to give up a role. So like I just was, I was the third one on the line and I just was, I, you know, I'm still obviously his father and so on, but I just could give up being a leader in that and just be a participant. A very refreshing, a very different way of having an experience with my son. It's probably the very first time I've ever had that experience with him. Yeah. Like an insight into, you know, where things would be in 10 years time, maybe, you know, and these, like you've seen us with them, how uh, it's like a constant, and probably it doesn't, it doesn't even feel like an effort anymore for us. Like we just have a, a way of being with the kids that they've experienced for such a long time. We're just very consistent and routine and, um, you know, talking Mike through how we, how we do discipline with them, which we haven't had to do for probably six or seven years. And the state that you can get to with your, with your kids when you've just been consistent like that. And, you know, you, when you're focused on the adult that you're growing, rather than, you know, whether you're feeling good or bad or whether you're feeling challenged and, you know, you haven't done that stuff we covered in McCarthy where you do the, the pause, breath, reset, reassess and come in when you come home from work and you come and have a bad interaction with people in your life or, you, you know, you yell at your child or whatever. But if you're able to be present and uh, with the children, you're consistent and you focus on that long-term end result, it's pretty extraordinary what you, what you see and, and, you know, looking forward to a, a transition in roles and being able to give up a role and just be with each other. Like that was a really wonderful thing. Yesterday, you know, on the ropes, you know, and another one was Annie on the Guitar Hero. <laughs> oh my God, was that cool? Oh my God. Uh, yeah, just just rolling through the this uh, entertainment place that we got and, uh, there's a guitar hero station and she automatically just turned and was like, what is that? <laughs> and picked up the guitar and, you know, we're like, you know, Melon's like, it puts a strap on her, you know, and she's holding a guitar going through the songs. And what was it? Black Sabbath. Black Sabbath. Paranoid. Yeah. Yeah. And she's just like, Oh, Black Sabbath, you know, and comes on and, you know, vision impaired. And she, uh, and she, crushed that song she got 80 percent. she got 80 percent on the song just and she's she's you know rocking she, she she's swaying and stuff her head's going she, and she's playing this guitar and we we're just sitting there just like oh my god what is she, how is she doing this you know and she was just again just big smiles and just loving it mm. i mean just what a moment um i know we got video of it and it was just like <laughs> dude that, that was that was great to see so i guess i guess we have to you know by, by Guitar Hero for her now. I think, I think <laughs> it's funny because she can really play the piano. Like she can really play the piano, but she can't play the guitar. But she got another Guitar Hero and was rocking out. It's funny when you don't, you know, an idea or a suggestion comes up and you don't say no and you just say, yep. And you, you know, like you, we've got a thing where we really don't want to ever be the flying ointment of a childhood dream. Like anything that Michael or any of us say about the future, we never ever try to to you know dump in that space or say no to them and like that was just a very small thing but like what joy and happiness and it was a good crowd around him having a you know i think it was pretty clear when you saw her put a cane to the side of the thing that this was going to be a, a difficult uh interaction for someone or a special interaction maybe is a better term and she just she just rocked out hmm yeah it was it was wonderful so i reckon um this might be a good place to leave it. You know, we've had, 
a lot of amazing experiences here, you know, and, and the, the experiences and um, putting people in challenging positions and learning new skills and, you know, the firearms and the rope courses and the ocean and so on have been matched by the experiences and the connections with people and sharing those moments with the people has probably been, you know, that that's, that's the highlight, you know, and, and sharing, sharing time at the beach doesn't have to cost anything. Sharing time with someone, sharing a meal, reaching out and maintaining a connection, chatting to an old friend. Um, I mean, it's a pretty, it's a pretty unique situation to meet for the first time after a year with someone when you've shared so much and had uh, conversations like this. And uh, I just really want to thank you for hosting us and, you know, we love it here in the States. Well, thanks, man. But we're not done yet. We're, we're about to go get wet. We're going to a water park. And then uh, tonight, I believe, is uh, Korean barbecue and karaoke. Could be karaoke. If Annie doesn't get karaoke, I think there's going to be bloodshed. <laughs> we were going to go the other day, but it was, we actually we didn't know. It was one, the one night a week they were closed. Yeah. So, yeah, still plenty left. But it's good having you here, man. And uh, we'll say our goodbyes tomorrow what's good is to know that there's going to just there's going to be more you know yeah that the, the relationship has this now as like another level of concrete in the foundation and things to share and reflect on and like i, I really like i want you to know that i really uh, i look forward to the influence that you're, you're going to have on these two adults who are growing in our house and um how much i've taken out of this week together i've loved it man so that probably is a good spot to leave it. I don't know if there's uh, something you can take out there in podcast land, you and your life. And I, I would suggest that there's some pieces in and around being open to life, saying yes to experiences and um, opportunities, staying, staying open to new relationships because people are just coming in and out of your life all the time. There are some amazing ones you can grab and hold on to. And there'll be people who are amazing connections you've had that may you may not have seen for a while like my mate Bruce and Siona and so I'd say you know see in your own life where you could initiate some comms there and maybe rekindle an amazing relationship so until next week stay safe stay focused and uh TRF you better plan an amazing vacation for us because <laughs> you're gonna struggle you're gonna struggle all right see you later <laughs>